during challenging times on your spiritual journey? I never ever, for my part, I never ever saw anything as a challenge, <laughs> purely because uh, I loved it. When you love something, uh, that love, because you love it so much, it doesn't feel like a challenge. Uh, but if you don't love something, it becomes a big challenge. <laughs> you see? So if somebody uh, loves climbing Mount Everest, if they, if they love every moment of it, the climb, the, the blizzards hearing them, but they just love it, they just love the climb and they love the feeling of it. I can't imagine, like, I, I would not do that. <laughs> but I'm sure, you know, perhaps there's a person that loves it, I don't know. But if you love it with all your heart, then it's not a challenge. I love uh, spiritual practice. You know, I love the spiritual uh, goal um, so much that that's what I want to do. Uh, do all, every moment of my life, you know, in this spiritual practice, and to be in the present moment. Like, oh, that's all I wanted to do all my life. Like, that's what I love the most. So, uh, so it's not a challenge. I don't, I, don't, I don't force myself to do it. I love it, you see. So therefore, I've never personally felt the spiritual path, uh, a challenge. What I've read about it, uh, others say it's a challenge, but it's just to to the degree how much we love the path, that's all. That's what I feel. You know? So we have to learn how to love the path, you know. Even people who are married for many years, they, if they don't cultivate the love of each other, over the many years, they would not love each other. It would just die down, die down. A lot of times, quite common. They get bored of each other. You know? But if they constantly cultivate that love, then they won't be bored of each other. Like that. In today's world, so often we're given other things to love. Like the, the, the culture around us tells us we should, we should love getting a great career or a great relationship or owning certain possessions. So it seems that the, that love of the spiritual path must be quite a rare thing in today's world. So how do we actually come to love something that we haven't grown up being taught to love in that way? You see, everything... Um can be learnt. For example, um, uh, like uh, how does a person learn to love to have a two-storey big mansion? How, how do they learn to love that? For example, uh, if you go to the, the, the indigenous, the original indigenous people and you show them a photo of the mansion, they don't they won't have any love of it. They, don't, they won't understand why you want to be in that building every day. <laughs> they won't understand that, you see. So we learn how to love um, 
all these material uh, things and we learn to uh, give it high value, you see. And therefore, um, the spiritual um, goal of happiness and contentment, contentment, the achievement of contentment, <laughs> that goal uh, is, uh, has very little value, has little value. Uh, if we learn that material gains is high value, then contentment uh, without material gains must have low value. Um, so uh, it's just a matter of uh, relearning, rewiring. Um, it's just a matter of uh, being more clear having more accurate understanding, and you call that clarity, having more clarity. Because uh, the logic of uh, material, having a lot of material benefits, material gains, the logic that that has high value because that you believe that that leads to high happiness. See, the, the conviction that has high happiness. So therefore, um, yeah, therefore we put our whole, or more of our energy, our resource, our effort, uh, our hour, hours towards um, uh, building those um, material wealth or achieving material gain. So it's a matter of... Uh, building the clarity to realise that, but why is it that I've got the material prosperity, but I still have not achieved contentment and happiness, the happiness? So why is it? So therefore there's an error, there's a non-clarity there. It's like uh, someone says to you, look, uh, come with me, I'll show you there's plenty of water because then you're in the desert and then you walk uh, 30 kilometres there and when you get there, there's no water. It's just a ditch with no water. So, uh, so that means that uh, 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 you, uh, if you go uh, and, the, you, if you, and then you go back 30 kilometres and the next day you walk there again, the same hole, same ditch, and there's no water again. And the fact you do it again uh, shows that you have, uh, there's an error in the clarity, the understanding that there's no benefit to be gained. See, there's, there's an error in the clearness, the clarity. So it's a matter of um, sincerely... Uh, uh, like scientifically, accurately study and observe to see uh, does material gain prosperity lead to happiness? 
does it truly lead to happiness? Like this, you know. And we should really look at that. Uh, you know, if we're not sure, we should investigate. We should. Uh, there should be studies uh, done on all the people who have achieved all material gains, and look intimately into their life to see are they happy. And then we should look at the people who who have achieved the goal of contentment, and then see study many of them, and to see uh, if they are happy. See. And then um, the, the result of that, we follow the result of that. And so that's clarity. It's clear. See, it's accurate. Yeah. So uh, if we grew up uh, learning the, the error approach, uh, the approach that doesn't lead to actual happiness but nervousness, then... Uh, uh, when we realised, ah, oh, it, it doesn't lead to happiness, then we just change our approach. No different to if you're looking for your friend's address and you took the wrong street, you just turn around and go to the other, the other street. So there's no different, you just change direction. Um, that is all. So it's, it's just about clarity.